we've just got the development application conditionally approved so now we can open up the you know 350 people event space all of the cafe bakery um, shop bars you know all that stuff is just about to um, we start to raise funds for that and build yeah the industrial area is going to get a bit of a transformation you're with the regeneration exploring how communities are changing the systems and stories we live by this is independent media free of ads and freely available thanks to the support of listeners like you so a special thanks this week to martin vanderwalt and gillian sandbrook for becoming treasured subscribers Thanks for your great chat too, Martin and Gillian, for committing to a year's subscription. If you two sense something worthwhile in all this, please consider joining Martin and Gillian and a great community of supporting listeners with as little as $3 a month or whatever amount you can and want to contribute. You can get all sorts of benefits, including, of course, continuing to receive the podcast, now with transcripts, every week. Just head to the website via the show notes, regeneration.com forward slash support. Thanks a lot. G'day, my name's Anthony James. This is The Regeneration, and that was Robert Pekin, the CEO and co-founder of Food Connect, the self-described systems enterprise in Brisbane. You might remember Rob from episode 28 with his brilliant partner Emma Kate Rose when we talked at length about their backstory and their soon to be successful $2 million equity crowdfund. And from episode 88 last year with Gungaloo and Birigubba woman Gala Watson on an imminent native grains and milling breakthrough and a transformation in governance led by First Nations. Well, when I was in Brisbane for Convergence recently, I dropped in to say g'day. Rob walked me around this old industrial property as it further transforms into Australia's first multifunction food hub, now hosting over 40 enterprises, each outstanding stories in their own right. This was just a quick visit. I just recorded with mutual friend Amanda Carl for what became episode 134 and cycled up to the shed for a look and some lunch together. I wasn't going to record this either, but as I was being blown away all over again, this time by Rob, alongside chair of the Food Connect Foundation, Wiradjuri man from Dubbo, New South Wales, Uncle Cal O'Neill, I had to pull out the recorder and share it with you. I've recorded this spatially too, so you'll hear Rob and Cal as they were standing around me. I hope you enjoy that effect. So join us at The Shed for the conclusion to our Queensland series and more beginnings for Food Connect. Let's start at the brewery, shall we? First up, here's Rob. It's really exciting to sort of see what's happening, like we're putting in a mezzanine here, uh, because the brewer has got much bigger. So this... You can see it here. Um, I've just come up here. But he's run out, run out of room. So we're now renting all that space across the other side there to fit in. So what's um, this called? What's the this is um, called the Bunker Brewery. Because this is all World War Two. Yeah, so named This infrastructure. This infrastructure is all World War Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I, I thought of that when you were just telling me back at the mill there, which we'll probably we'll go back come to. back to. Yeah. About the Spitfire flower. I thought that. Yeah. Oh. 
Oh, I hadn't put that together. Yeah. Oh, how interesting. Perfect. perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, this is all old-style farmhouse brewing. And each barrel is just secondhand fruit mixed with beer, mixed with wine, mixed with everything, and fermented in oak barrels, or oh. aged in oak barrels. So it's fermented in these tanks and then aged. But he's always experimenting, and there's always people, brewers here, different brewers from your normal brewers. These are all farmhouse funk brewers. So they're always over here pulling nails. They have this thing called pulling nails. Each oak barrel has a stainless steel nail in it where they pull the nail out with a pair of pliers, put the glass underneath, and they're always saying, oh, yeah, this is you know, six months, eight months, nine months, 24 months down the track. They're sort of getting a sense of is this, is this you know, the product they want. But yeah. it's very experimental. Don't need refrigeration. Really? Um, no, don't need refrigeration. No, so as long as it's kept below 20 degrees, it's good. Good, good to go. I was just, I mean, the reason why we had to pull this recorder out is because I was just taking a moment here of what you've sort of lived every day, but coming into this shed again, four years on, yeah. right, from yes. the last time I was here, oh, wow. the time of the equity crowdfund. Yeah, right. And here, the whole shed is up and going, and you've just said there are 41 tenants now. There were 30 the last time we spoke a yeah. couple of months ago. I know, it's so long ago. Well, we've had a few tenants graduate who had, had a lot of time in the kitchen. And so um, we sort of, in four weeks, put on nine new tenants in the kitchen. And one of them I was just Dang. talking about, they're, they're our oldest entrepreneurs. They're in their 70s, Cassie and Bray, their sisters, and they're doing, doing a, um, a pet treat business, uh, sugar-free, you know, preservative-free, all that sort of stuff. And they've been experimenting and researching market research for years and years, and they are just lovely, lovely people. And that's their first um, enterprise. First, and this was their first day in the kitchen today making this product. And, uh, you know, the excitement, uh, because they didn't know what the Food Connect shed was all about until they come here and did their initial tour, maybe three or four weeks ago. Mm. And I told them the whole story and they went, oh, my God, you know, this, mm. is, this is where we've got to be, mm. you know. This is our, our space. Yeah, um, yeah, so it was great to just go over there and introduce Uncle Kel to them and say, hey, um, you're here. Yeah. Howdy. <laughs> You've got another story. We'll spend another day on yeah, that yeah. one. Oh, yeah, yeah. So do you want to go back to the mill? Let's do that. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's the moment to keep Uncle Kel in the conversation mm. too because you're working yes. on the mill as well and you've been pivotal to getting the, the uh, money in to get it as well. Well, yeah, it was uh, a bit of a struggle late night thinking out how we're going to do it. It's one thing to say, oh, we should buy a mill and start milling flour that's, that's or grains. Role, right? But, you know, well, if we get it, what do we actually do? Yes, and here it is. So we're looking at it, and I'll put some photos on the website whenever this gets up. But yeah, the so smell no, of the is... flower around it, mm. and yeah. you were saying that it's it's actually outperforming the Vermont mill. That's right. Yeah, the new American stone mill, which was not uh, the intention at all. We were just wanting to. When I commissioned it from Hamish and and Ian from Woodstock, I just said steel and um, steel and stone uh, uh, because we're in a subtropical climate. We don't we don't want timber. We we don't want anything that gathers moisture. So um, they went about, you know, finding a quarry where we could get Australian granite because all the granite was coming in from either Italy or America, uh, which is bizarre. Or, or this, um, that, uh, what do they call it, um, stone constructed, like they do yeah. kitchen benches these days. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's actually made out of a composite, composite yeah, stone. Yeah. But the so granite was there. The granite okay. was there, yeah, a little quarry in, in uh, near, near Castlemaine, near, mm. near Bendigo, somewhere around there. And uh, it is really performing super well. We've had, uh, you know, we've, obviously we've been sending samples to all the other flour millers in Australia and mm. they've been going, well, you, you know, is this sifted? We're saying no, not sifted at all, just mm. straight, you know. One pass through the mill. Yeah, so pretty exciting. And faster too. And faster, yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Um, and so far, obviously, 
we were doing a lot of trialling in the summertime where it was quite hot, so mm. we're really keen. We're currently designing the room that's going to go in, and that room will be cooled, and obviously airtight and all the, yeah. all the other stuff that we, you know, we've been visiting. Kel, been visiting a lot of millers and bakers, and so have Emma and I, um, and we think we've arrived at the point where we know what to do without a lot of cost. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Outstanding. And so the area we're in now, you're about to do the half a million dollar yep, retrofit. Refit. Yeah, refit to uh, the public facing. We've just got the development application conditionally approved, so now we can open up the you know 350 um, people event space, uh, all of the cafe, bakery, um, shop, bars, you know, all that stuff. It's just about to uh, um, we start to raise funds for that. Um, and build, and uh, Jeff's over there. You know all the all the because there's about eight architects as care holders. So three of them have been co-designing the you know the look and the feel and the interior design and the yeah, flow and the right. you know how it all looks and how to reuse all the bits and pieces mm. we've we've dragged down off different places. So and all the different timbers. It's got you can see a pile of timbers over there. They're quite long. They were rescued from a floor over in the other office, which we'll go over to in a minute. Brilliant. So they're going to line. Um, parts of it and we're going to build our own doors yeah um, so each bay here will have a, a door that swings out and forms is, is an awning and opens up onto the park over across the road beautiful so um, yeah the industrial area is going to get a bit of a transformation mm. cool yeah. so um, we'll keep going around to the yeah. connect and you Beauty. can um, check that out too and we've with the mill, while we've got a wedding here this weekend, so oh, that's, that's why the ladders are starting to come into place it'll be yep. transformed yeah <laughs> yeah the turntable and those Indigenous programs you were talking about with the mill, yes. getting young staff in, is that yeah. happening or looking to happen? Yeah, that's, that's certainly happening. We're, uh, we're now building partnerships with, uh, um, obviously, Black Duck, uh, with Jacob Birch, who, who's up at um, the Sunshine Coast. He's a Gamilaroi um, fella who's working with Mob out, out, at, um, out on country, so out around St George. Um, yep. Yeah, Kel's been out there to the Mitchell Grass, the farm where we got the Mitchell Grass from. Yeah, pretty amazing, actually. And it's First Nations name? Again, um, Gamalay, Gamalay, yeah. So they don't, yeah, they call it Gamalay. I think some people call it dancing grass. Oh, yeah. Um, some people call it weeping grass. Yep, yep. So you that know, yeah. But I think, think if we stick to um, the First Nations term for it, that'll be much better. Yeah, I think so too. For many reasons. Yeah. So now you're in the. Um, Kel, you were going to say something? Yeah. Oh, no, I was just going to say, when you go out to, uh, we went onto a property, uh, and the farmer there has been actually growing the Mitchell grass um, as um, stock, stock for his um, sheep. So he, he uses it as a, as a sheep feed, and he said it's awesome. He said it, will, it just grows and grows and grows. If there's a spare bit of dirt, it'll grow on it. The sheep love it. Uh, and it doesn't need any rain. It's got all those advantages of a, na- of a native grain. Yeah, it's just yeah. absolutely amazing. Yeah, so, yeah. And then he thought, oh, maybe I can use it to mill it, to use it as a grain. That's a long journey. You know, no one actually knows how to do yeah. it. And because the grain size is so small, yeah. it's a very interesting process. Some of the challenge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Reconstruct yeah. old knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Well, Bruce Pascoe, he's, yes. he's now got this machine he imported from Western Australia. Um, that's used in um, regeneration of bush, bush regen, and they've wound it up to because that's been the hardest trick is how do you aspirate the grain from the floret um, to, to make it easier to mill. Um, so uh, we've been doing everything. We've been burning the grain. We've been um, floating the grain. We've been doing everything because the old people would have had their yeah. way of doing it because yeah. um, it's a highly nutritious. Uh, yeah, yeah. And a beautiful aroma, especially when it's been burnt after 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, that's been all led by Jacob Birch. Um, he's been thinking and experimenting at home, and then he comes down to the shed and he says, right, we're going to do this on a larger scale. And uh, we have failures, we have successes. Yeah. What an enormous process, though. Because yeah, you're recovering yeah, yeah. so much more than just that process. Yeah, just that yeah, yeah. it's a whole, how seed. do we get this? Because obviously mm. the country needs these, yeah. these grains. Yeah. yeah, the country needs Clearly. these to heal. Yeah. Um, and we need them ourselves because yes. we, we, we can't rely on these sort of monocultures yes. uh, of grains. Um, yeah, it's mm. a, it's a, and you're piecing together identity as, yeah. as it happens. At the yeah, same time. that's right. And it's then the, the final thing that we've got to overlay on it, which I know um, Bruce and I spoke about probably seven years ago when we were talking about how do we, how do we get, uh, uh, give white farmers the opportunity to be a part of the story but without exploiting the grain and exploiting that knowledge and exploiting that... that um, yeah. So we've got some ideas we're, we're talking about um, because obviously everyone needs to... We need, we need to have this at scale so the price can come down and it can be a part of our, you know, yeah, our, normal, our diet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so there's some, a lot more work to be done yet on that space. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting too because the University of New South Wales has got a research farm at Narrabri. They've got a whole native grains program Program. It's a project within the University of New South Wales and their grains. So it's just, it's there's tentacles everywhere. Yeah, it's coming yeah, off. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yeah. So you're in the uh, the music in the background is the Food Connect packing room. Um, they've just finished packing, but they're doing the end of end, end of week um, uh, stock take because um, this is the last day. We only work four days a week. Food Connect, so Monday to Friday operation. Yeah. Um, smells good in here too, by the way. Yeah, I don't know what that smells. <laughs> you probably haven't seen these offices in the regenerated state. Uh, no. Yes. In fact, I, don't, so I didn't see this room at all. These we were, went upstairs. These were very, very run-down mm. buildings, and we um, we come up with this formula of using uh, 20 mil ply because um, we can reuse it. So that's the only wall in the whole building that's actually been plastered. But we pulled all the false ceilings out, got rid of all of the where there was a bit of asbestos, which fortunately there wasn't a lot of, and created these really warm, uh, warm in terms of how they feel, uh, also you know, <laughs> warm because the heat is on, spaces where people can feel just much more relaxed. Yeah, nice. and, and they're not in an office type environment yeah. with fluoros and, and uh, everything else. So it's, it's coming along you know, really well. Yeah, without losing its sort of charm and, and, uh, and feel. Mm. Yeah. Now, what I'm going to do is um, yes. we've got to get over to Emma because they close at 1.30. Oh, gotcha. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's um, shut it down. All right. We might jump in the back of Kel's car. Beauty. To take us over. Let's go. Right. That was Rob Pekin and Uncle Cal O'Neill at the magnificent systems enterprise Food Connect. For more on these blokes, Food Connect, and my previous conversations on the podcast with Rob, Emma Kate Rose, and Gala Watson, see the links in our program details. You can also find a selection of photos on the episode webpage. And that's with thanks, as always, to the generous supporters who've helped make this episode possible. If you're enjoying what you hear, please consider joining this community of supporting listeners so I can keep the podcast going. Just head to the website via the show notes, regeneration.com forward slash support. Thanks again. And if you feel like it, share this episode with someone you know who you think might like it. The music you're hearing is Regeneration by Amelia Barden off the Regenerating Australia soundtrack. My name's Anthony James. Thanks for listening.